Yo, what is up everyone? This is the Twice Over Film Club and I'm your host Faraz. Today we're discussing Before Sunrise with Fahad and Farhan. Now, not everyone is a fanboy of the trilogy like Farhan and myself, so we're just gauging interest with this film to see if you want us to do the other two films. And if you want to get in on the episode with us for Before Sunset or Before Midnight, hit us up and let us know. In that same vein, if you got a movie suggestion for us, tell us at the twice over on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Letterboxd or even TikTok. Yes, we technically have a TikTok. Alright, so here's our discussion. Of course, there will be spoilers, so hopefully you got your watching or you've seen this film before. Get into it. <laughs> Wait, are we getting into it? Getting into it? Yeah. yeah into look, it. with the narrative, I'm not criticizing okay. it for being just a series of conversations. I like movies like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the conversation, the the content of the conversations that I had to tr- trouble with, mm-hmm. and the characters. In the writing, you mean? Right. Okay. Um, I found one of the characters to be insufferable. Um, that's Jesse's <laughs> character. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, Jesse. I was interesting. Say yeah. <laughs> insufferable. Interesting. Okay. Insufferable. Him. Yeah, yeah, especially early on in the movie, and then he kind of grows on you because he gets away from mm. like his own philosophies and yeah. Okay, it's so, more of a romance. But early so on, so what is it that was insufferable? Was it his? Was it the content? What he was it? What he was saying, or was it the way that he was acting? The way both. that his his par- the character was coming off. Everything you said, the way he's coming off, the philosophies yeah. he's hold he holds his opinions. Um, okay. His acting, a lot of the scenes early on, he had these weird, smug, punchable yeah. faces that he was putting on. And I, ah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's the here's the thing, though, uh, Fahad. Yeah, that's his the fact character. that he f- made you feel that way. That's brilliant acting. <laughs> that's brilliant acting, right? Because actually, so uh, my wife watched this with me, and she was like, Celine is intolerable. Really? And we watched the whole series together. Okay, I watched them, I we just did them all. Because we couldn't stop. I don't know how you can, but we couldn't stop. Um, but, I mean, that's great acting. The fact that he made you feel that way and the fact that he made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly what his character is meant to do. I, yeah, I get that. My opinion is this, that I think instead of insufferable, I would say, especially early on, he was coming off very awkward. But, again, I think he was meant to come off awkward. I mean, he's breaking the ice kind of uh very determined to do so and mm-hmm. it's still natural you know it's awkward but natural so i thought it was like very good acting i guess his opinions or like the beliefs he held and the philosophies that he was you know talking about with celine it didn't it didn't bother me it's just individuals like perspective yeah. on life i assume he's like what mid-20s or something he seems to be out of school um I would say early twenties, just figuring his figuring out his life post college. Um, yeah, so exactly. So I assume like you know this is it fits the character, the way like what he mm-hmm. the way he was thinking and the way he was talking even and the topics he was choosing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, very much. That's that's very true. So here's something to I I feel like I should say. So this movie is basically start to finish space wise, like in terms of time. There, this is ninety five percent dialogue. Yeah, correct. There's very, there's rarely any space. Um, no, I think like, there's there's s- scenes where they're just like walking, and there's like a lot of transition scenes. But I know what you're talking about. Like, um, there's a lot of scenes where it's gonna be like shot from like a, a zoom lens far out, right? The it's gonna be a broad mm-hmm. scene. 
Um, and then when when they actually zoom in, it's it's going to be conversations. There's yeah. a, but I mean, so yeah. okay, so like maybe ninety percent then. <laughs> sure. There's a lot of dialogue, right? This yeah, is, is a very 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 dialogue. I mean, you send us the script, and it's it's going to take me three minutes just to scroll through the script on f- fast scroll. You know, yeah. um, I thought watching this movie the first time, the second time, the first 50 times that it was scripted or that it was not scripted, sorry, and that it was improv and that they were given a loose guideline on where to go. Like, you know, you see Mm -hmm. shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm doing that. Um, A lot of shows where everything just seems so natural, but it's because it's not scripted and they just have a general guideline. They're like, somehow we have to get from this point to this point and we're just going to do it organically. Yeah. Everything in this movie was scripted. Yeah. So the level of concentration or i guess the level of um awareness to be like present in the scene as that character in the moment that it takes to do all of that dialogue and nail it down so that it looks like it was improv to make it look like it was organic and fooled somebody who had watched the movie i'm not even kidding you probably 50 times i'll watch this movie and i just learned from this last time at looking at trivia that none of it was scripted that's insane did you yeah. know it was scripted for us? Or, uh, um, I had seen like an interview with Richard Linklater talking about this, and he said that like his initial script was very bare. Like he again, he had basically what you said. Like he knew point A, knew point B, and he had like general ideas of what the conversations would be about. But the actual script, so this is probably helps a lot with the acting here, is that um, Julie Delpy and uh, Ethan Hawke they really had a heavy hand on the script. So they really yeah. filled in a lot of those lines, but mm-hmm. it was still scripted. It's not like they, you know, ad-libbed it while they were just acting and then it was kept in the in the film. Because he said that he didn't, he likes to take that approach sometimes to let them just do something organic and see if it's worth keeping. But he's like, he never gets like a budget to uh, to like let that happen. He can't just waste uh, time, you know, like he has like 20 days to film this. So he's going to get it done in those 20 days. So he wanted to make sure the script was complete and finished and um but you're so right Farn. it's it's how natural it feels i think it looks it comes off as awkward in the beginning again it's just because you know can we can we try to define what it is about the uh, conversations that feels natural is it so the meandering nature of it like it's the it's it's the, the reactions to yeah. it's the, so here's here's what it is for me and the phrase you can uh you can kind of chime in just whenever you see fit, man. I mean, for me, the reason that this move, the dialogue is so natural, not even just the dialogue, it's the it's the reaction. That's why I'm giving acting and writing both 95 scores on this. Nearly perfect. Not perfect. In my opinion, they're not perfect. It's not 100. There are some spots where it's, I, I think that they veered off of making things what would be realistic for the character. Um, but for the most part, 95% of the time, the when one person says something, reaction that the other character has is something that's very telling one of the character and it's um it's very very natural in terms of that's exactly what somebody might react like when they first meet somebody and they're flirting with them and they're trying to get their attention it's it's just so many things but obviously the content of the writing is is also very it's not very um i don't want to say wordy like it's uh, help me out here Fraz. it's the the it's not like crazy vocabulary where it doesn't make sense all of the dialogue is um right the dialogue who the characters are and 
Exactly. You know, they're yeah. these characters are f- figuring out their lives, their philosophies, their views on everything. Right? They're talking about breakups, um, mm-hmm. about love, and everything else. So they don't use fancy vocabulary. Right. Vocabulary. Um, they keep the conversations simple to understand because they want that improvisational style where they're where the characters seem like they're thinking through these things right then and there like they haven't had the chance to um think about it at a at a time prior right um yeah okay so they try to achieve that style where mm-hmm. it, it it seems like they're coming to conclusions right then and there as they're talking to each other like one person's bringing some insight and they're thinking about what the other character just said and they're just adding their their own little words to it, right? Some of that felt forced to me and that's where I had a problem. Like and a lot of th- And that's why I said it's not all perfect. They didn't feel deserved, right? I see. Like they're coming to these grand statements and it comes Here's the thing. So for um one thing is that this is 1995, the first movie that either of these people did like this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that to consider. And yeah, you, and I, after, this is not my 51st time watching this movie, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean, right? It, one person, it's, it's like a series of monologues, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's kind of, what, is that, is that sort of what you're hinting at here? It's like, they're, like one person says something and then another person like they're, you know, they're they're. It seems forced that they're like, okay, let me think about this for a second and let me add on to it. Is that what you're talking about, kind of? Kind of, yeah. I'm not saying that they just took a monologue approach and they're just like reading off lines, kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, I mean that is that is one of my that is one of my criticisms okay. for the writing. Okay, is that I wish that some of it was pieced together a little bit better. Um, but as in that, like there was more back and forth and a little more, yeah, like yeah, maybe a little bit more between their ideas, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She goes off for five minutes, you know, and then he goes off for five minutes, and then she goes off for five minutes. <laughs> and if if that was not the the case, and they pieced it together, meaning like you know there was a more natural maybe interruptions or or um, like they destroyed with somebody each other. thinking about to um about to say something and then somebody says something else and they do they do quite a bit of that actually but yeah i wish they did a little bit more of that but the rest of it is just so damn good <laughs> that i knock five points because of that and that's it so Fahad, um, i actually felt that there were some forced moments too but it was uh-huh. at the very beginning when the conversation is being forced like the topic is being brought up and it didn't it just felt like like it's just a weird way to bring up a conversation, but once it gets going, yeah. like I was engaged in it. Does anything come I mean, to mind specifically? Like, is it the train scene? Is it the church scene? Is it uh, the dinner? One scene that comes to mind is I think yeah. they're on the on the trolley when they first get off in Vienna, and he's okay. like, "All right, we're gonna play this game." I think it was truth or dare, right? Um, and uh, like she has to like they have to ask a question and they have to answer. Uh, they can't lie in their answer, and the oh, okay. way he just brought that up was like forced. But then once they were in the conversation, it was enjoyable for me. But yeah, I mean, the big thing that we need to talk about here is as like this is a couple that's clearly they're interested in one another, right? Like this can't work if one side was remotely less interested. They have to be mm-hmm. equally interested to, in one another. And yeah. what is really good about this movie is that neither person, neither individual, Jesse or Celine, are i guess um they're they're not they don't presume that the other person's interested in them no they're not desperate (laughs) neither of them are desperate that's for sure well well i mean they are but they're trying to show like they're 
not in the beginning. I don't want to, desperate is not the right word, but they're they're not, uh, I don't know what word you're trying to think of. I, I guess I'm trying to say who's <laughs> leading the relationship, hmm? right? It comes off maybe Jesse is initially because he's the one who initiates uh, the main conversation and, um, you know, tells her that she should get off the train. But then my favorite scene in the movie is when they're at the bar or cafe. I think it's the bar. Um, no, no, it's a, it's a cafe. And they do they play the little phone game where she's yeah. in a call. And yeah. like that's where we learn about each of their intentions for one another, like what, what it yeah. was like at the very beginning even. And like you begin to understand that, you know, they're both like it's, it's a very equal relationship here, very equal in, uh, interest. And that's why the conversations just flow so well. And it mm-hmm. works so well to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say one thing I hated. I hated at the very beginning when Jesse would like move her hair out of the way. I was like, it's just awkward. Well, in that, in the, on the, when they were on the train, right? Not on the train, but on the bus. Yeah, bus or trolley. Or, or what about what? the uh, record uh, store listing session? Oh, that was were... awkward. But again, that was naturally Wait, awkward. wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. You didn't, you, so you guys didn't like those scenes. It's not no, that those are some of my favorite. Those are some of my favorite parts. I have that part written here. Because uh, well, they're awkward. I don't know if you want to go into this, but I'm just saying. Right, they are. No, they are. But that's the. So here's the thing, right? If I watched that scene, like I watched it uh, this time around. When I watched it, I watched it three times. The one where he goes to move her hair out of her face. Yeah. Because there's so many things that happen there, and it's all. And the fact that it's all scripted is is mind-boggling to me. Because he goes to put his arm, sort of like around, like he goes to put his arm around her. And she like walks away for us, like she moves away a little bit, but then she moves closer to him. In that moment is when he goes to like move her hair or something. I forgot actually. <laughs> Shit, I don't remember where I was is going. Is this with in the it, listening booth? This is in the listening booth, right? No, 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 no. I'm watching the, the listening, listening booth right now. The listening booth is more like um, missed glances where they're like looking at each other, but then when the other yeah, turns, that that it's like this, that's a genius scene. Yeah, I mean they're flirting and they don't want to be caught looking with the look of like admiration or something like. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? They're, it's they're, like yeah. this they're being shy, o- shy, and awkward, flirtatious. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. the scene works absolutely, but then there's also there's also little things going on that does that don't work, like Ethan so Hawke biting his lower lip and sticking his tongue out weirdly. I was like, <laughs> what is happen? he doing? No, he, what did he, he stick his, his tongue out a little too much for sure? No, Jesse bites his lip way too much. <laughs> Yeah, but here's a okay. So here, let me let me break down like kind of the characters. Then yeah. I guess if we should do that, right? Sure. Jesse Jesse is a um, he's an he's American, American traveling through Europe he's an, with a right. um, a train pass. Um, and Very easygoing, right? Yeah, and he's down in earth, this dude. Aimless state of mind because he's traveling across Europe with no purpose. Yeah, and um, he's aimless also because he's just broken up with his girlfriend. Sure. Yeah. Right. Go with the flow, dude. Yeah. Uh, he he has his he has his like very sort of grand ideas about things sometimes, but you could tell for the most. I mean, he's not a very what's the word I'm looking for. They both seem like they're well read, like they're yeah, they're yeah. well educated. Like they yeah. make some literary references, I think. Um, right. But he seems like he's kind of like a he's kind of like messy a little bit maybe. Um, sure. But his he's a very like laissez-faire attitude, right? his approach to romance or to you know to wooing somebody is that it's kind of it comes off as uncomfortable to some people and creepy to some people and to other people i mean i i I would know people exactly like that 
you know and that's exactly what his character is supposed to do and he's yeah. making those flirting glances when she's looking away you know what i mean in the beginning it's just because like he's just so enamored by her but he's also i mean it's just a weird way of like flirting that, you know what i mean that exchange that's that's movie making 101 like romance movies 101 like you mm-hmm. every movie's going to have that what what else does it bring? What does Linklater... Not every movie... No, I every movie does not Fahad have that. I natural... Like, so if Farhan is saying, he's pointing out that while it is awkward and even cringeworthy, especially with the biting of the lip and all that stuff, it's uh, it, it comes off as very natural as a body of work of like who that character is. So it, yeah. while it may be awkward, it's still natural. Yeah, it's exactly who that guy is. It's exactly who he is. We've. I I disagree with you. That's not. That's not in every what, movie. Or every that's romance. not in every love movie or what, what, romance. Like, romance. What did you say? Romance. Romance. It's not in every romance movie. If we've done, we've done some romance movies, where they'll have one scene or two scenes where, you know, they look at each other a certain way. It's like, oh, that's you know, that's great. No, this is an entire movie and long takes. Yeah, where they are consistent with that character, right? Right, because um, of the pacing, and he's not the only one. Like they try to keep you in that moment for longer. Um, yeah, where you're in, where you're seeing the same thing over for like 20, 30 seconds. Um, right. Other movies, and would, he's not the only one. I mean, she has her own kind of mannerisms too. Um, oh, for sure. You know, and from the very from the very beginning as well. So it's not like he's just like coming on strong. They're both coming on strong exactly, from the yeah, very beginning. They're they're both they're both into it. Both and they both have their own ways of they have their own ways of doing it. Yeah. They have their own ways of drawing, and they have their own ways of chasing. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and she and so we broke down his attitude, right? And that's just kind of his thing. And her character, she's like this French very very um feminist believes in like the power of women what's the word no uh independent independent you know like that kind of that kind of woman like strong minded so strong willed strong minded strong willed exactly okay. yeah those are great words for sure and so everything that she does is in tune with that character mm-hmm. you know she goes back and forth and back and forth on so many things throughout this movie that's what Anushi was my wife was really kind of annoyed about this girl because well, she, she changes her Jesse. mind on things. Huh? Like she challenges Jesse and his beliefs. Yeah. 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 I yeah. would say she doesn't enough. Well, she, but that's, but that's the thing, right? How much are you, how much are you going to challenge somebody that you're trying to attract? Sure. Before sure. They are, they're no longer attracted. And there are some things that really bothered her. Yeah. But she didn't say anything in the moment and she actually said it later on. Right. Yeah, it's like it's that um, the fortune teller scene, right? She yeah, was pissed off that yeah. he was being like cynical and like right. um she Snarky. he wasn't letting her have any fun with it, right? It's like it's like um you go to a magician's uh performance and there's this one annoying dude who's trying to tell you how it the trick works. No, you don't want right. to know how the trick works, you want to be fooled. And so yeah. with the fortune teller, she was just trying to enjoy the moment and he comes off as a total prick. There's yeah, also another he, scene which, where he does something similar. It was oh right, where he, um, you know, the that poet. the bum, the, yeah, the bop, the poet, yeah, yeah, um, and he tries to break down like oh that's how he, uh, that's how he's like he, he just puts to, in the word milkshake into whatever his thing is yeah yeah, but he he stops himself right like he doesn't he doesn't because she's already told him at this point that. That annoyed me what you did with the palm reader, mm-hmm. and he wants to say like the same thing with the with the poet, and he's like, ah, never mind, let's forget it, and then yeah. just move on. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's somewhat self-aware. He knows like he shouldn't yeah, so be exactly. saying that stuff. He's, but then and it he comes can't back to the resist. same thing. Like, how much is he gonna challenge her on something like that mm-hmm. when he likes her? You know, he doesn't want to make her upset. Yeah. Um, I I have to get this out of the way. Yeah. Okay. The scene with the fortune teller and the scene with the bum doesn't bother me as much. Hmm? And then one doesn't really bother me much okay, at all, sure. actually. The fortune teller scene, that was cringy, right? Because that is what you would see in your standard romance, whatever film. Because that was not in tune with the rest of the movie. The fortune teller, some random, random fortune teller in mm-hmm. Vienna has good enough English, good enough command of English <laughs> to say you need to resign yourself to the awkwardness of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only diner you're going to find whatever. Come on. Like, that doesn't make sense at all. She said, you're both stardust. Don't forget, you're both stardust. I don't know how to say stardust in any other language. <laughs> how do you say it in Urdu? I don't uh, know. I have no idea how to say it in Urdu. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know how to say you need to resign yourself to the awkwardness of life in Urdu or Spanish or any other language I've studied. Now this random person in Austria is saying it. Yeah, those, those, are, those phrases like, don't translate well. Um, no, they don't. They don't. Right. Um, and when they and when she's saying it too, it's just the way that the camera is on her, that is forced. And that is the only scene. The poet scene was a little bit like that, but it was done way better. But that scene was forced, okay? And that's... Uh, I like that they have that in this movie because you can see the difference between the rest of this movie and that one part. And that one part is what most romance films are. Things that are out of place. There's good sounding words coming out of someone's mouth that they would never be saying in real life. It's like, you know? it's like a bunch of truisms on romance and life and whatever. Yeah, um, so yeah truisms. That sequence of events in the movie, the fortune teller at the at the cafe outside, and then the the walk along the riverbank, and then the bum, like that's really when I felt like their relationship, like that's when they started opening up to one another. And this is also like you know once the sun has finally actually set, mm-hmm. so it's actually dark outside. Um, I don't know. I felt like that was the moment where any new conversation that they were having or any conversation for that uh, matter didn't feel forced or awkward to me anymore. Yeah. It's like, like, it most just definitely. felt like, they all felt right, these guys are now like good friends and they're just having a good conversation. Yeah. Mm. Like they're having fun and they're being open. Yeah, exactly. They're not like this guarding. Point, like, they're not beliefs. even chasing anymore or like trying to gauge one another. Now they're just like being themselves. Yeah. They're being open. Uh, they, they yeah. trust each other enough to be vulnerable. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, and then from a the romantic thing. point of view, like, a uh, romantic interest not just like the the friendly nature that they were like i mean obviously there was always that romantic um under underlay uh or in all their conversations but again that going back to that scene when they do the fake phone calls back home yeah uh, that's probably when they kind of profess their love for one another yeah in an indirect way, which I thought was a great scene and a very a great well-written scene, scene well-acted scene. I mean, just again, this is where reactions are everything, right? Because oh yeah, they're <laughs> they're really opening up indirectly, right? Um, and you every time you know someone says something, and you know it's like to their amusement, like they're excited that you know Jesse's excited that Celine felt like that. You know, you can see it in his face, and the same thing the other way. I mean, it was just great. Yeah, I can really go on for I can go on forever about moments in this movie where the acting was just like at the pinnacle of acting, because a lot of a lot of acting is not necessarily just saying your lines. 
and executing those well. It's reacting the way that your character would when somebody else is saying their lines. And this movie is a masterclass in a couple of things. One, it's an it's a masterclass in acting while reacting. And in my opinion, it's a masterclass in flirting. <laughs> it's a masterclass in flirtation. Even the way that she's so embarrassed when she in that scene that you're talking about, when she says, um, basically, I think he's scared of me. And, um, yeah. you know, that's you know how ridiculous that, that very, is because there's no one more harmless. She's being very upfront with him. Yeah. Like yeah. that is that is putting yourself out there. And, and it should be noted, right? She's the one who um, we mentioned how Jesse is this, you know, very carefree dude who's pretty open and direct he he freezes though when they're in the um what's that called the ferris wheel and they're looking out and he he wants to kiss her but like you know he freezes and she's the one who takes you can see the nerves right you can see the nerves you can see him being like jittery a little bit like he's he can't even get words out (laughs) yeah exactly he can't even get words out he literally says um he's like this was seems like like the moment might be a good time (laughs) to uh you know, and then when she, when she comes up, she's like, and to do what? And the way that she just oh, looks yeah, at she's, him, Oh, yeah, she's toying with him at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's toying, she's toying with him the entire, from the from this time that he sits, she sits next to him. Uh, she's, she's toying with him the entire time. There's little, sure. tiny little things that she does. One of the first lines of um, dialogue that she has is, um, they first, when they're first talking and she's like, you know, what kind of, what are you doing here? She looks down, very strategically. She looks down. Or like looks um, at him, but then like looks away like very briefly. So when she says something like she says, uh, so has this trip around Europe been good for you? That's like one of the first lines of dialogue when they first, you know, start talking. Mm -hmm. And she subtly bites her lip just out of nowhere for a split second. For a split second. That is a desperate move. Like that's... (laughs) As in like she she just put herself out there. She put herself out there. That's a hungry move. That's thirsty. You know what I mean? But she did it for just a split second, being like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to show him that I'm like really going after it, but I'm here. You know what I mean? Um, and the way that she laughs when he says whatever his piece of dialogue is, like she's putting on the charm for him, like very strongly. So it's not just him. And she's doing things like that, little things like that. They yeah. both are throughout the and, whole movie. And she movie. admits it, right? She admits it later in the movie that she was like, she purposely chose to sit there in the first place and you know what's crazy in that scene that you're talking about when she's talking to her friend right so this this is a scene by the way when they're in the cafe and they agree to call their friends who were supposed to pick them up from the airport or they were supposed to have lunch with in paris and tell them why they couldn't be there so she calls her friend and she says i met this guy and this and this and this happened um uh, Faraz, what did you say just before i started talking about that well um you should mention that the other person, so the if it's Celine calling her friend, Jesse's the one who's acting as a friend. In that scene, she says, I fell for him when he was talking about seeing his grandmother's ghost yeah. when he was a little child. And I knew that, that um, when I watched it this time, I knew that that line wasn't like that, that was going to come later. So I watched during that scene, in the very beginning, when he's oh. talking about his grandmother. Yeah. And you can see her falling for him. You can see the exact moment that she falls for him. Now you're going to go back incredible. and see that. Yeah, <laughs> now you're going to go back. Now you want to go back and see it, right? Like it's there's just so many things that just are well thought out, right? And I think that that's that's the difference 
Well, between just okay. having a script for people to act out and having the actors make the script, which they didn't get any writing credits from what I understand on this movie, but they did on Before Sunset and Before Midnight. Yeah, Farhan, I got to check on that. Like, but Richard Linklater himself has said that they, they had a heavy hand on the script. Farhan. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the conversation you mentioned about this dude seeing his dead grandma. Mm-hmm. What's its significance? Is it significant because in it, in itself, or is it more so because he's opening up about a memory or it's a vulnerability? Um, yeah, that's a good question, man. I'm not gonna act like I know for any of this, by the way. I'm not gonna act like I know everything that's going that's going on. But I I mean, no. To me, the way that I read it is just that he's he's using this you know very this this moment to show her that he's sentimental. Again, this is in the first two minutes of them talking. Mm-hmm. That he tells the story, maybe th- yeah, maybe four this minutes. This is also but like in in the in the context of the conversation, right? They're talking about them knowing about, about how death, like their parents, how yeah. he was raised as a kid, right? And like, right? He says something about him. He always felt like his parents were bullshitting him or something, and he he could always tell when someone was doing that. Yep. Yeah. Um, because she talks about how her parents, you know, the way that her, you know, her parents were like, uh, they were always in love and stuff, and. Yeah, I think that comes later. The love stuff. Okay. Uh, but she oh, talks about practical. how her her relationship with her grandmother, and then she talks about something about like death. And then he's like, "Yeah, I always had a good eye for BS. My parents always, you know, when they told my my grandma passed away, they told me that, um, you know, she, I was never going to see her again. But I saw her, and I know that I saw her. She was, you know, um, I saw her in that rainbow or whatever. So a uh, part of part of me thinks because of the way that he's built his character. That he's just using that to show her, look, I'm sentimental. Look at this cool, I sent him an idea. <laughs> Another part is that he's just opening up and that's just how he is with people. And especially people that he's attracted to and drawn to. He's just going to tell them everything about himself. And he is he is open and he is vulnerable enough, you know. Um, and that's yeah, part of which why she where, falls for him. I mean, at the end of the day, this entire movie, that this is one night, right? This is like maybe, I don't know, 12 hours they spent together. Yeah. Um, they're they're discovering one another really and all these conversations i mean they they kind of seem like they're out there sometimes because like we said they're you know high level or you know philosophical ideas like love and death and um just getting along with one another yeah and like you know having having dreams and aspirations and what they want to do and purpose all that stuff is really them not knowing obviously where they are going in their life because they're still young but at the same time they're discovering each other um and in doing so obviously discovering themselves yeah mm-hmm. julie delpy is pretty she's not really known for to us she's not known for much outside of the before series right for this movie she beat out jennifer aniston and gwyneth paltrow i'm not saying that they're great actors but <laughs> like that's what uh, i mean they looked for so many people for this role Oh, yeah, I should mention because the same interview with Richard Linklater that I watched. Um, so he had Ethan Hawke already like set to go from the very beginning. OK, so Ethan Hawke like, has seen the script and was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this movie. Um, despite like apparently, you no, know, he had to audition he, for it. Well, he technically had to audition for it because he uh, Richard Linklater wanted to see who he would have best chemistry with. Mm. So it just happened to be Julie Delpy at the yeah. very end. He said Julie Delpy was a third uh, actress that he had uh, didn't, done an audition with and you know I don't know how many he, he never mentioned like, how many he did total but he came back to her as yeah. like the final five 
as one of the final five. And that's when uh, Ethan Hawke came in as well. And they did lines together. And that's when he's like, it's got to be, it's got to be Julie Delpy. And then they decided to uh, place it in Europe. Because otherwise, with American actor actresses, it could have been placed. No, in... I think at, by then they had decided it was going to be Vienna. He already, so probably probably should just link this uh, or uh, interview with maybe should link later. He said that he was at the Vienna Film Festival. It was the first time he had been in Vienna, and before like Vienna was a setting, like four years prior, like when he first like thought of the movie, mm-hmm. um, he was thinking about like San Antonio or something like that. Oh, okay. uh, but then when he saw Vienna. When he was there, he's like, I want to do it here. And uh, maybe, like, yeah, I don't know who the other actresses were that were going to play a European. But he also says in that same interview that he didn't care if, you know, the guy was European or the like or the girl was American or like whatever nationality like whatever ends up being is what it's going to end up being. And it just ended up being French and American. And I think that's I think that's kind of interesting because um a lot of the appeal in this relationship is that he's an American dude and that she's a French girl. You think to so? To me, at least, right? For him, at yeah, least. Yeah, I feel like in the, a lot of the initial, I feel like the, a lot of the initial appeal is because of that. And they make a lot of jokes about that or, and they play off of that a lot, you know? Yeah. A lot of her charm is because she's she's French and she's not, she, the only, her English isn't perfect, you know? The only time I remember her mentioning her nationality is when she refers to this mis, this common misperception amongst people that People think French ladies are strong-minded, strong-willed, or something. Do you remember that? And that's the only yeah, sign yeah. But she said she says it a couple. Of, she's there's several. Oh, are there? There's several throughout okay. the movie. Yeah, because in like the very beginning of the movie, and they're talking in the train. He's like, yeah, I get it. So I'm this dumb American, whatever, whatever. And you're just French girl, and you know. And there was that exchange, and then she talks about how she hates when people are like, oh, you're, you wear black, or when she's sad, and they're like, oh, they're so French and so cute. I think that's my that might be the same kind of thing that you that you were talking about though the same scene. Oh, okay. There's a couple of other things that I can remember though. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Basically, that when like she says when I lose my temper or say anything, yeah, they just dismiss it and say like, oh, that's so French or so it's so cute. cute. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I hate that. That's one of the things that really bugs me. Do you guys? Does this? It stood out to me that a lot of the con- some of the conversations were about them complaining about their upbringing. Do you guys remember that at all or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in the very that's like uh very in the train scene, but then as well as later on when they're kind of just walking through the streets. What does that say to you? Does that just place their age like they're Yeah. Okay. That they're To sh- me at least. It, it places them in the rebellion stage where they're, you know. Well, doesn't one of them mention like, well, like I had it I had it pretty good, really. So yeah. like I don't really have a reason to be rebelling against anything. <laughs> oh yeah, they both they do. do mention that. Yeah, I think they both kind of mention that. They both kind of say that. Uh, but um, they do sort of make it, uh, it. To me, it seemed like it was it was clear that this is just for her, just a natural reaction that somebody uh, has to go through. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if this is in the dialogue in particular. Do you guys? Yeah, no, no, Farin, you're exactly right. I looked it up and. Um, I- Fahad, so I don't think it's just about the idea of the, you know, uh-huh. bringing up like, you know, placing what age they're in, but the entire idea that as individuals that we, uh, like, it's healthy to have something to rebel against. So yeah. what Celine says is, you know, my parents, they're still married and I guess they're very happy, but I just think it's a healthy process to rebel against everything that came before. Yeah. To question everything. Because he talks, yeah. I think, just before that about how her parents were rebelling against something else, like, I mean, you know, I, I think she talks within the French political uh, context of 
the the war and uh, the government like after the war yeah. etc yeah and then it's like well now it's just me you know like i don't like what do i have to rebel against yeah yeah i think that's kind of what's going on there you know enough credit does not go to richard linklater for casting because it's very easy to just cast the biggest draw or the prettiest person and the prettiest girl and the prettiest guy for a role right it's very easy to do that but this is the result and nobody who was making this movie thought it was going to be this big. Nobody did. Yeah, they did. But it's literally, if you put any other two characters in here, and I, I feel like I've repeated myself on that so many times in this podcast, right? But casting deserves all of the praise when it comes to this kind of a movie. Because if you put anybody else in those roles, yeah, it's just not going to succeed. And this like is chemi- just going to be any other movie. So- Chemistry is so vital for it to work. It is so vital. Literally, chemistry is everything in this movie. Most of the dialogue that happens in this movie is not said, in my opinion. Uh, you you can't get that just from having two people just... Okay, you just you you are known for all these movies, and you look great. We'll get makeup on you. You're going to be a huge draw. Let's get somebody else who's going to be a huge draw. And it's going to be great. They got a killer script. No, that's all BS. It's all BS. That's why I've given this. That's why I get this in acting. They could have been saying nothing. They could have been just looking at each other in okay, the entire no, movie. No, And I would have. Let me push back on that. <laughs> a movie without dialogue, no, it wouldn't work well. <laughs> just well, you know what? Each other back and forth. Watch a Chaplin movie. There's dialogue. They they talk at each other. We just can't that's hear true. it. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true, but no, but that's the but that's the thing, man. In real life, uh, there's all the you watch all these management seminars or whatever. You, you, I'm sure you've, all of you guys have heard of this. Like, I don't know what it, I don't know what the statistic is, but seventy percent of what we say is through our body language or whatever the hell it is, right? Yeah. And that is so damn true, man. That is so true. Uh, so I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna bring up that scene with the telephone again. Um, when she's talking to her friend and she's like, "I hope he's not. I hope he's not scared of me." Because, you know me, I'm the most harmed. So she says this. She says, he must be so scared thinking I'm this manipulative, mean woman. I just hope he doesn't feel that way about me. Because, you know me, I'm the most harmless person. The only person I can really hurt is myself. And when she delivers that piece of dialogue, right? Just hearing that itself is like, okay. But when you watch her deliver that piece of dialogue, the way that she looks down and then kind of like looks to the side and with an embarrassed just like whole demeanor being vulnerable to him that she's saying something like this that is um that's just gold man that's acting gold i'm sure that people study this when they're (laughs) if they ever have to do a role like this that's i don't know how uh, the fact that that is scripted is so crazy to me and this whole podcast is probably me just being like freaking just my, my mind just being boggled but (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so crazy it's you professing your there's love not another movie. movie like it huh it's you professing so your love for this movie i'm su- really it is I'm, I'm surprised i'm not getting more from Faraz. well i mean foreign is more or less like picking up everything i i feel about the movie yeah. it's we're pretty much aligned on everything here except for maybe i i do think the writing is pretty much perfect yeah there's stuff that is forced but i mean is there any movie that has 
on forced conversations. As natural of a dialogue as or conversations as this, I just don't think so. No. So I'm not comparing but, it to like the perfect. But ask yourself how many hypothetical movie. What I'm percentage of the conversations like, did you enjoy listening to? Well, here, here's I, here's well, I'll pose a question. I'll pose in return. Sure. Is that the purpose of conversation in a movie, to you? I think so. Yeah. And if it is, if it is, that's totally cool. So for you, dialogue is supposed to be like enjoyable, like it's there for your entertainment. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and that's and that and I'm not I'm not you know faulting it at all. Don't pigeonhole me for a different movie, but for this movie, no, 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 I got you. So I don't pigeonhole. That's it's a framework. Of, it's a scaffolding for this entire movie. The dialogue yeah. is what you're supposed to enjoy. There's nothing going on visually. There's no special effects. So you're supposed to enjoy so, the conversation. It's like you're a well, third so here's wheeling what, here's on, this, on this date with these two people having a bunch of different conversations. If seventy five percent of the conversations were interesting. Mm-hmm. I l- let me go back a little bit. I thought maybe f- half of the conversations were interesting. The other half were just like I thought were just filler. They were just like mm-hmm. there. I appreciate you bringing up that point because that is, you know how I said some people won't this is not movie not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And here's what and don't again don't pigeonhole. I love that term. Don't pigeonhole me for this. But um, <laughs> here's what I will where I will draw the extinction. Okay, the distinction. If you I, I do not watch a movie. Uh, the dialogue in a movie for me is not for entertainment value. It is not so that it, it is not so that I enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting idea. It's not that at all. The dialogue is just there to supplement um, the acting for me. Yeah, I get what so you're when saying. I say it's that uh, I can actually watch a movie without any dialogue, I mean it 100 percent. I can watch I, I have to do this all day. I have to watch people's body language all day. I've been doing this throughout my whole life. I pay attention to body language. That's just one of the things that I kind of know really well like the back of my hand, even though I have horrible body language. But <laughs> that's one of the things that as a kid I always picked up on body language. And because that says way more than anything that comes through your mouth. If the dialogue, so the dialogue, I am, I don't need it to be entertaining. I need it to be realistic. I need it to be true to the character and to the, the, to the environment or to the, to the situation in which it is being delivered. Does that make, that's really wordy, but does that make sense? Yeah. I just need it to be true. I don't care if I don't enjoy it. I just need it to be true. Let me give you my perspective, Fahad. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. The conversation themselves aren't that interesting at least as a viewer like you know you're like it's it's them talking about themselves more or less or their uh perception or perspectives on different ideas and it's it's not because they don't really dig too deep into anything right so it doesn't really get into the level where you'd be like super interested in the topic it's just how the conversations start at the beginning of the movie and then how they're talking to one another towards the end. Yes. You see how their relationship grows sure, through sure. those So you're saying it's not about the ideas being discussed. It's more about um, something something building between these two characters. So it's purely right. romance. It's not about... Yeah, exactly. Okay. 100%. Them falling in love. Take, yeah, take, take all of their dialogue. I'm not even kidding when I say this. Take 80% of, 85% of their dialogue and just throw it against the wall. Okay, and in place of the dialogue, you can literally just say, like when they first meet, I think you're really cute. <laughs> where, where are you? Fr- I just need some background information on you to see if we're of if this is even like a viable, if you're a viable person that I could spend my day or my night with. 
And then the person says, "I also think you're cute. Here, I'm accepting your proposal for possibly getting on more with this stupid conversation, Look, but just no really so I can no spend more time that, with you. I, I like looking that, at you. I'm not saying that you should be that forward. No one is, right? No, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying that either. I'm not okay. saying that therapy should be forward. But I'm saying is that when they're saying those pieces of dialogue, that's really what they're actually saying. You have to look at the words behind the words. It's the what they're really saying when they're talking about when he's talking about his grandmother and all that stuff. He might be actually trying to get her to understand his ideas. You know, what I mean? I'm not discounting that. But what is he really saying? He's saying, "I'm giving you this little." Piece of information to show you that I'm sentimental, so that I'm a viable <laughs> candidate for love. <laughs> what? That's it. I swear, I'm not even kidding. That's literally that's what all the dialogue is in this movie. Or it's this. It's it's give give and take, right? They're giving the a little piece of information to show that they're really interested. Somebody else is giving another piece of information so to show, oh, look, I'm interested. You look at their way that their eyes are between those pieces of dialogue, what they're doing with their hands, what they're doing with their lips. So you mentioned, well, I found it. So when they were, um, when he goes to move her hair, right? What happens is the hair is in the middle of her, it's like he can't see her face. So he's looking down and then he goes to move her hair and just as she does, she notices and then he pulls back and then she moves her hair back. What they're talking about in that scene doesn't even matter. Yeah. All I read in that was him saying, I'm going to try this out. And the last second being like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It doesn't feel right. And she's, she's going like, no, it's okay. You can pull my back, my hair back. Uh, where, That's what I read. When did the scene happen? That's the one we were talking on about the, where she pulls her, her the the hair out of her face. The, but where are they? They're on the bus. In the back of the bus when they're talking. Oh, okay. Okay. So, right. They kind of eased around each other, like, after that Ferris wheel scene, right? Yeah. Right. I, I, I truly think if you, turn, if you turn the sound off and you turn captions off and you just watch this movie, you would get the same exact effect in, uh, on what their relationship is meant to be. Fahad, the, the conversation in this movie was a, is, is a tool for each of them to make the other one fall in love with them. Yeah. Sure. Okay, and we get to. But see they could have made they could have made the writing more enjoyable for the for the viewer, uh, moviegoer, right? If you're saying oh, it they could, could be, have, they it could be anything really. All the whole objective to you was he's trying to show that he's sensitive, and her something similar, right? They could have been. Yeah. They could have Fair been talking point. about something more interesting, um, to yeah. get to the same point. Probably, but um, here's what I would argue, right? That's when you turn it into a typical chick flick or a typical romance movie. Oh, they could have been talking because about like the politics or science or I don't know. Yeah, then it just I just don't think it would be I I mean and part of it they do and part of you know what I think? It might be actually just in the moment I'm thinking this. I didn't think about this during the thing, but I think that they tried to make the dialogue maybe more interesting. Maybe they had it one way, and then they're like, why don't we try to make this a little bit more higher level? Let's talk about all these advanced ideas that these two people, how the hell do they have? Every single, here's why the dialogue sometimes didn't seem natural, and it's just a series of monologues, because there's all this information like, yeah, I read about this one study where this one guy says this and this and this, and we're all just <laughs> like this. What? How do you remember that? And she has, then she counters with some other advanced theologian philosophical <laughs> idea. I think that they might have even tried to do exactly what you're talking about, Fahad. And that's what made it seem, if anything made it seem unnatural, it was that. It, well, in my opinion, if, you know what I mean? 
Fahad, the thing is, like, if you do that, then, I mean, any conversation, like, I think the topics they chose mm-hmm. are pretty universal. Like, if they did choose, like, politics, I don't know how many viewers, like, you would turn off. Or if yeah. if they chose, like, economics or something, like, come on. Right? Or how about literature? Because they both opened with, he was reading a book. They could have discussed that, right? They could have done a little more with literature, for sure. Yeah. For people who are really big fans of literature, right, this actually borrows really heavily from pieces of literature. They borrow really deeply from the ideas and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. It's like James Joyce or something like that. I think it was James Joyce, actually. Okay. And so, so the piece of literature that he like quotes and stuff like that, I think that that was Joyce. I don't know much about James Joyce. I'm not going to protect him like I do, but I know that there was something like that, you know, literature-wise. All I know is he wrote Ulyss- Ulysses, and it's, Ulysses? it's yeah. this thick-ass book, which is impossible <laughs> yeah. to read. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and that's the stuff. There's, there's some Easter eggs, I'm sure. I just never, I never looked into it, but. Yeah. Um, but there is, there, is one of, there is one of his stories that is basically this kind of idea where these two people meet in Italy or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole thing. And, and honestly, the, really what this movie is about is a fleeting... It's about a fleeting romance. It's a moment, a fleeting moment. A fleeting, a f- sure, a fleeting moment of romance, I would say. And um, we've been talking a lot about the writing and acting, man. I, li- I can literally go on forever. Here's why this movie is some, by, rated by some to be the best romance movie of all time. This is a litmus test of if you are a romantic or if you are not. <laughs> okay. Right? No. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna say I'm gonna hit that skeptical button right there in front of me. You don't think so? <laughs> no. I've seen okay. plenty of romance Wait, movies. Fah- Fah- Fahad, that... are you saying that you are a romantic? No, 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 no. Not not whether you see romance movies. That's not what I'm saying. It, it's it's a litmus whether test your ideas whether on love are romantic or if you have romantic. Basically, are you a romantic or are you a cynic? Yes. And I would say this is not the litmus test. This movie is not the litmus <laughs> test for that. Fraz, what do you think? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as as far as to say that. Um, but I think if you are a romantic, you would enjoy this movie. Like, how can you not? For, uh, Father, are you romantic? I, yes, I would say definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yes, and you didn't like the. Well, Here's why. Scored, here, let me explain. Let me scored explain. it pretty fairly, man. I'm not gonna even. I think Fahad, it was pretty objective here. Yeah. No, no, no. Here, let me let me explain. So the the reason why I say that is is mostly because of the ending, and a lot of the themes has to do with the ending of this movie, which um you know the reason why I say this is a limits test is because do you believe they get back together in that six months? Do you believe they find each other? Or do they not? And Fahad, you haven't actually watched the second movie. Mm-mm. Nope. So what are what are your thoughts? About, okay, so there seemed to be, look, most of the movie, it was like these idly paced conversations. There was no urgency, right? But they both knew mm-hmm. that the day was going to end. They were going to leave, that this was just like a fleeting moment, like Faraz said. Yeah. The urgency really came in that scene where she was leaving him at the train. And then you could see a look of desperation, like she's not going to see him and he's not going to see her. And so for me, there was like the actual romantic passion being expressed there. Whereas in previous scenes, you didn't see much of that. Based on that final scene, I would say, yes, they're very much, they very much want to link up with each other later, like they said in six months. So what was Mm -hmm. your question? Whether or not they're going to get back together? Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not they, they meet in six months. Yeah. No, he answered it. 
Yeah. Um, he thinks they will. So here's what I'll say. Fahad and all the viewers, go watch Before Sunset. Because they don't. No, just watch. Uh, I'm not saying that. Bef- just go watch it. I think they missed the six month meetup and then they meet up like what, 10 years later or something. You got to watch it, man. Yeah. Just go watch um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got to watch it. I can't say much beyond that. Uh, yeah. As far as the themes, there is obviously that major theme of, yeah, this is like, they know it's going to end and everything needs to end. They talk about other things, specifically death in a way like that. They're, they kind of make that, they make a deal with one another, right? Like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be it. We're going to have this one night. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, try to we're not gonna uh, become, meet each other ever again. Like, we're not going to try to like do this long distance thing. They're not going to become very emotionally invested. Right. They're just going to keep it loose. They're going to have exactly. fun. Um, and then they're just yep. going to. They're, they're going to understand that the, like, just like everything has an end, this will have right. an end and it'll be just this one night. Um, but that's like this this idealistic way of thinking about it. But then when it comes time for that, like Fahad said, they're, they're, they're like scared that they're never going to see each other again. And then they decide to change their mind. Like, wh- why are we doing this? Like, why can't we just see each other in six months? Let's just plan to see yeah. each other in six months. They were like, our previous ideas were dumb. <laughs> I yeah. like them. Yeah, exactly. They dismiss that. everything, right? All the stuff that they had just talked about, they dismiss it yeah. right away. But that kind of, it, it shows you like just how, like it wasn't just them flirting with one another. Like they had actually fallen in love with one another. Yeah. No, that's, and that's, that's exactly, that's very apt. And, um, I rated this a 95 on themes. That's almost perfect. Here's why. Okay. And I, this says a lot about relationships, the way that they are formed, the reasons why people stay together and, um, the reasons why people miss, um chances or you know stuff like that missed opportunities or whatever um Mm -hmm. and so i'm just gonna rattle off a bunch of stuff that i have in my notes okay um he they they're both kind of uh, they're they're different personalities okay she tries to be like this very independent objective person sometimes but at times clearly very emotional he does tries um to be very laid back and stuff but at times he's very objective and rational right the whole movie is them both clashing with both of those ideas are we going to be rational or are we going to be emotional right um like when he when they're when he's talking about his dreams of being a father and a husband he's like sometimes that thought is silly like he's wasting himself and he'd rather be known for doing something good rather than being known for being doing something like being in a nice caring relationship being a nice dad or something like that right yeah and that's kind of that's a little bit in contrast to the character that we've seen throughout the movie right she says sometimes she doesn't really believe in god she says that if there is a god it's in the space that's between people in a relationship if there's any kind of magic in the world it's in the attempt to understanding each other and sharing with each other that's a very romantic ideal kind of it's also very contrast I, I had to throw I mean, it in okay, there. this is 19, it's 1995, yeah, you know, I guess you got to consider it, that a little look, bit. I'm sorry, I even said cheesy, that. Like, in itself. No, 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 like it's fine. No, no, you're good, you're good. No, but it is. How do you say cheesy? It it's not cheesy in the context of the conversation that they're having right. and what you've got, gotten to know of both of these characters throughout the movie. Right. I didn't think it's cheesy at all. It's cheesy as a, as a standalone piece of dialogue. But yeah. Yes, because it, um, it seems like it's coming out of thin air. Yeah, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't though, it wasn't at all. Because that's this was this is all in the same conversation that they're having this this talk, right? Um, and then later on, when they're on that boat and or whatever it is, and 
they're talking about when they're going to see each other and all of this stuff. That is a fantastic scene because all these ideals that I just talked about, they're wrestling with that at the same time. He's exactly, like, yeah. we, I think we need to be rational, but I don't know. I mean, I'm open to it. And she's like, I don't think we're going to see each other, right? What do you think? And, the, and again, her acting is just incredible because you see in her face the conflict um, where she's clearly just, he wants her to be romantic. Or, sorry, she wants him to be romantic and be like, no, forget all that rational BS that we just talked about. I want to see you again. Why are we not seeing each other? She wants him to say yes. She wants that romance novel. Um, and when, she, when he is like unsure and he's like trying to be rational, she goes back to his level. And she's like, no, yeah, it's not even realistic. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then he's like, I mean, I hate, I'd hate to make you fly. And she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not so scared of flying. I mean, I could. <laughs> even though in the first scene she talked about how much she hated and dreaded flying. So she's, re- she's willing to get over flying just to see this guy. Again, that's a really romantic ideal. And that's, that's relationships in a nutshell. Are we going to be rela- rational about things? Are we just going to be rational? Are we going to be emotional um, and embrace that side of us, right? And if you watch, that's just in this one movie, right? If you watch the rest of the series, the way that we see these ideas progress through the whole, through the whole series, it, it's, it's so great. Faraz, would you agree? Farhan, just to dude, it's my favorite trilogy, man. One hundred percent, my favorite comes trilogy. Close. Farhan, one hundred percent. Yeah. Just to add off, uh, add to what you yeah. said about that uh, that line between rationality and emotion, emotion, and just, yeah. like living in the moment, right? Yeah. Um. So you have two people, and obviously, they neither of them want to be seen as that person who's too emotional right that they're too invested in this so there's that element of fear like what if i'm rejected what if i come across as too desperate and so there's almost that back and forth where they're like where she's like i could fly and he's like well i don't want to make you kind of thing right and they're just like playing it Mm -hmm. coy um and there's that element going on there Mm -hmm. because they're still I don't know why that it's hap- why that's happening at the end of the movie, but it's still happening. It's still happening because it's it's natural, yeah. right? Don't you think they would have gotten over it? I don't know midway into the movie. I, I don't know, man. Because at the same time that their love is growing for one another, there's also like the fear of the other person not loving you back just as much. Mm-hmm. So that's like where that coyness comes in, I think. Mm. Like in my opinion, like by that um, the poet the milkshake poem scene. Like everything after that was the most natural acting I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like I was just at that by that time in the movie, I was just like, man, we're just in it. And we're just seeing two people fall in love right now. It was perfect. Another thing I liked about with what you said, they try to limit the cuts. Right. So when whenever they're having conversations, yeah. you saw both of them in the same frame. They don't do that. Right. Cutting back and forth between faces. They did that a little right. bit in the church scene and in the diner. Uh, yeah. But they try there to limit it. There were some moments where they would. There were some moments where they would focus on the other person just reacting while the other one is talking. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's still the same. But they, uh, yeah, you're right. It's the same scene. Yeah, but they wouldn't cut back and forth. Yeah. In any case, Fahad, I, I'm just hoping that we can convince you to watch the next two because <laughs> I want to do the trilogy. <laughs> and even if we, even if we, even if you don't, man, it's all good. If it's not your cup of tea, and this is terrible. Yeah, if you don't, I, then me and Farhad are just gonna do it. <laughs> And I, I, I'm going to save for everything in this movie and for any movies that we review. When I see things, maybe I'm reading too much into it. 
And maybe I'm just being a fanboy. I don't believe I am, but maybe that's the, totally the case. Maybe they didn't mean for any of this to happen. Maybe they were just like, we're just going to make a movie. And if he thinks that it was all like, you know, if he thought that was a great line, I didn't do that on purpose. If he thought that I bit my lip on it like that, I just, I just did it because it was hurting or I don't know. I <laughs> maybe am reading into things too much. Regardless, the themes in this movie, which we couldn't really touch on, I, we can go on five episodes on this movie. And 15 on the, on the series. Am I, this is a must, must, must. This is one of my top movies to recommend. Actually, the reason that we d- this wasn't one of the movies is because it's a trilogy. Uh-huh. That's one of the reasons that we didn't... This wasn't one of my five movies in the beginning. Farhan, let me ask you something. <clears throat> yeah. To get a sense of uh, which romance movies you enjoy, can you list, I don't know, your top five? Not top five, but really highly five movies you really um, enjoyed. Out of that romance genre. I don't know. You'd have to define romance movie, man. That's the thing. You'd have to define romance yeah, movie. Yeah, because like, to me, like, Cinema Paradiso comes to mind, but is it really a romance movie? Probably not, but romance is part of it. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I don't, almost every movie you can think about as a romance movie, you have to define that. You have to define that genre for me, you know, to answer that. But there's just so many. I mean, we know I love La La Land. Um, okay. But uh, kind of for, you know, the way that the acting is in that. But the acting in that movie, and that's a 2017, or is that 2016? That's 2016. Uh-huh. Doesn't hold a candle to this movie. Have you seen to the Little Rome- Women, the 20, uh, 2019 version? No. But I remember you mentioned that. Little uh, Women. That Let me think. Yeah, Who's in the, good, uh, really I don't think movie. I have. I don't think it's I have. It's pretty star uh, studded. Um, yeah. She's in it, right? Um, Emma, Emma Watson? Yeah, Emma yeah, Watson. But it's not. Mm. It's not a romance movie because they don't focus on one relationship per se. Mm. But there's, it's definitely falls in that same genre, I guess. What about Elizabeth Town, Jerry Maguire? These movies. Oh yeah. Those are, those are, uh, Elizabeth Town is a, is a romance movie. I enjoy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is, How about sure. Pride and Prejudice? I like it. Okay. Nice. I like that one too. How about the notebook? Um, uh, I watched it a very sorry. long time ago and I was not a fan. No. Okay. But it was a long time ago. I mean, right. you know, it's not something that I want to rewatch, but, you know what Ryan Gosling is in? I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan. But um, by 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 the way, can we speak to Ethan Hawke? Um, sure. And how underrated of an actor this guy is? Yeah, me and Farhan did. Um, it was first reformed, right? Yeah, first reformed, and he he's incredible in that as Completely well. Completely like, different I character. Like, yeah, I feel like people only know him for Training Day, and that's a shame. I mean, he's good in it, but like. My God, he's he's an incredible actor. Incred the range, dude. That's incredible. Uh, if, I, if you if you if you haven't seen First Reform, I I would recommend that. You have seen uh, it. I've, you remember Ethan Hawke in that movie, right? Really dark. Yeah, like, he's like the he plays this like very a boating character, morose character, kind of maybe yeah. depressed. I don't know. The ending to How, that movie was so bizarre that I kind of just yeah, like yeah, wiped yeah, yeah. it from my brain. We talked about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, you gotta just finish. You gotta just cut it off for us because we're just gonna keep going. Here. Thanks for listening to this production of the Twice Over. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with a friend. Want to see what your tally is? Check out thetwiceover.com. All the movies we've done are listed there, as well as what we're watching for the current week. Follow us at the Twice Over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can leave us any suggestions, feedback, or comments. And if you're about it, you can also support us on Patreon. The music you hear on this podcast is from Amerigo Gazaway. You can find his work on Bandcamp and Spotify.